Go. This is episode 32, is it? It is episode 32. Bro, just 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 to get get things rolling, I got a random question for you, yeah. Oh, no. uh, what did you wear on your wedding day? I wore a uh, which I had two days, so I wore a suit on one mm. of the days, a nice navy suit, the only suit I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I wore uh I think I had like a Moroccan thing that I wore mm. um the kind of golden from. color one. Like yeah, white gold kind of. Yeah, exactly. Right. I wore that. Mm. That's about it. That's all mm. I can really remember. Okay. Was the oh the suit was navy. I thought it would be like uh some kind of pure XI thing like white with flowers on it. Oh <laughs> no, bro. I did have a pink tie though. That's yeah, as there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have the pink tie. <laughs> there you go, man. What's new with Pure XI? Uh, Pure XI, we're getting our old stuff back, inshallah. I've been saying that for months. I've been saying that yeah. for months and months. But we're uh, mm-hmm. getting the um, the old old sweaters back, the paradise ones, which so a lot of people the love. The classic. The can classic. we call that the classic? That is the classic. Yes. So. Um, <laughs> trying to reclaim it really because i think i went a bit off track with pure xi but um mm. inshallah trying to reclaim it uh mm. got new missions new motives a lot of people are very excited although the um as far as the page goes you get a lot of like uh, you got a lot less engagement in terms of likes and stuff because suddenly mm. i built up a follower base that isn't but in terms of actual dms and do you know what I mean? The old, the good old stuff that I really did like back in the day. That's coming yeah. back, inshallah. So, okay. Anybody is listening? Pure xi on Instagram, and that's purexi.com. We're coming back, baby. Mm-hmm. We're back in action. Baby. Is it? Is it not back yet? Yeah, not for sale yet, right? No, I've. Um, okay. I've, they haven't. I haven't got the stock in just yet. Inshallah. Yeah. What day is it today? Inshallah. Friday. Inshallah next week. Oh, okay. So. You know, maybe when you're listening to this, it will be up on purexi.com. Of course. Cool. Of course, bro. Okay, bro. So, uh, a couple of episodes ago, we were talking about how to actually change the ummah. We talked about sorting out yourself, sorting out your intentions, developing yourself, improving yourself, removing, you know, any bad habits you have. And beyond that, then we start talking about family, right? And, um, you know, we said the, the, the family is the building block, the you know concrete slab of the ummah right and if if that's you know messed up if if there's divorces if there's fighting if there's uh, bad parenting then it's very difficult to progress beyond that just level you're stuck at that level you can't go and change the world in a positive way you can't change your community a positive way if back home you know things are messed up so i mean what do you think is the yeah, Annie, I don't know about you. What do you think is the state of the, you know, Muslim family? At least, at least, let's say in the UK, maybe where you're you're more aware of. What is the state of it? You know, are things going well? Are they going downhill like in many societies in the world? Like, what do you think? Um, me and my wife were talking about this recently because we've sort of been exposed to, for the first time, I think, couples that. So I've met people that. Um, I've met brothers who my wife has also met their wives. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Which doesn't really happen too often. Oh, Usually really? I've okay. got my own sort of friends and she's got hers. Mm. So, mm. and in this, the few occasions that that has occurred, I've noticed mm. that a lot of people complain about each other, which is really strange. Yeah. Um, mm. So, like, the, some of the brothers that I've met complain about their wives in a certain way. And then, mm. and then I'll get back in the car later on and, and meet my wife and she'll be like, oh my God, she wouldn't stop talking about her husband yeah. or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. subhanAllah. And that's really, um, it's really, what's the word? It's really foreign Telling? to myself. Oh, okay. It's foreign mm. to my family. Like, my mum would never do that. And mm. my wife, I don't, well, she says she would never do that. And I believe her. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, we were talking about it actually. And we were thinking, it maybe has to get to a really, because these are people we've only just sort of met. So it has to be really right. extreme stuff to just, straight out of the bat start complaining mm. about do you know what mm. I mean yeah, um, yeah and a lot of it is I think it's just lack of communication between the two I think maybe yeah. they don't share similar goals and I think right. the biggest key aspect I've noticed and we can expand on this is that the level of of religiosity between mm. them there's a there's a big difference and I think right. that's where um, a lot of issues come into play mm. the first main so- issue 
but yeah. So you know the the examples you gave. Do you think that could be generalized to like a lot of the UK population? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, you know, mm. I can only speak about what I've been exposed to, and I think the reoccurring theme is that one person in the marriage or, or in the family is more religiously aware or religiously ambitious than the other, and right. that means that one the one who's more religious is, is has higher expectations for their partner and then the partner because they haven't got that conviction or they haven't mm. got that ambition they feel like they're being pushed or forced instead of if yeah. there's if so there's one more feels that way and the other feels uh disappointed maybe ex- yeah and if there's more of an equilibrium yeah. at least you've got a common ground that whenever you disagree you can both agree on what's right and what mm. you know what Allah wants of you and that's mm. you know that, that's something that me and my wife have always sort of been thankful mm. for is no matter how mm. much me may disagree there's always this there's always a baseline that we both agree on like our understanding yeah. of the deen is very very similar um mm. there's i don't think there's anything really that we disagree on in terms of deen but if we do it's based on evidences and we respect that mm. you know mm. and because of that whatever dunya disagreement we get involved in we can just say well what is the right thing like I've said it to her and she'll say it to me in this situation in the heat of the moment we say what is the right thing to do what does Allah want us to do and then we you know we take a break from each other and then come back and realise actually you know Mm -hmm. and that's what brings people closer but what do you think yeah I mean it seems to be that the the Muslims are following the trajectory of you know the non-muslims in a similar way like divorces are seem to be on the rise um i know like in the ua for example there is a lot of talk of divorce and divorce (laughs) maybe in the ua is uh, more painful than elsewhere because uh, the amount spent on weddings and the amount spent on marriage and then on top of that the fact that it's it's quite a tribal society it's uh, it's it causes more problems, you know, when you get divorced. If if you were, you know, uh, trying to, you know, connect either two tribes, two families, or within your family, kind of thing. So yeah, so I, I do think it's a general problem. I think it, a lot of it might be coming from this uh, this what is it? It's a concept or it's an idea or encouragement to focus on the self and worship the self and. Yeah you know, individualism, basically. And I think a lot of people, uh, whether consciously or unconsciously, they're going into marriage thinking, what can I get out of it? Yeah. And what do I want? And they don't see it like, you know, the the perfect Mr. Akhitwi as going into it as whoa, whoa, being, whoa, whoa, you know, a, a servant for his family. You know, <laughs> they're not going into it with that, that way. And it, even the idea of being a servant, you know, whether that's to Allah or whatever, it, it's, it's a bad thing in every single context in the mainstream uh, thought, uh, if you like, you know, like if I say I'm servant of God, but many people think you're loony, or even amongst Muslims, it, it you feel a little bit of resistance when you say yes, you're a servant, you're a slave, you know what I mean, mm. and and that idea, uh, I I believe it came after the other forms of that. So, uh, for example, in feminism, you've got this idea of uh, don't let a man tell you what to do. Don't let a man tell you how to dress. Don't, um, don't uh, you know, have, uh, for example, even your husband, you know, who you, you love and you admire, don't let him have authority over you. You know, you must be the highest, right? Um, mm. So it starts in those ways. And then I think the ultimate uh, conclusion is, no, uh, I will not, even God is not above me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's all very subconscious. So anyway, when you're focused on yourself, what can I get out of it? Um, also coupled maybe with the instant gratification kind of stuff that we're used to from you know everything happening quite quick for us and stuff. Um, I, I believe people are often set up to, to fail. But one thing that is definitely in our control, unlike those things, obviously those things you have to work on yourself. But something that is in our control is, is like what you're saying, compatibility, right? And I think this is the number one place where maybe, you know, Muslims have more guidance about this and Muslims should be doing better when it comes to this. But I am always hearing of, uh, my parents want me to marry this person, I want to marry that person, um, or I want to marry this person, maybe not for uh, for a little bit of superficial reasons or something like that. So um, I think that's where we could do, you know, make a lot of progress is in this whole picking the spouse part. Hmm. No, definitely. Let me check the um, question because I'm sure there was one about this. Mm. Um, uh, okay. 
it's sort of relative, but I'm not too keen on answering it. But anyway, it says, Assalamu alaikum. What are your opinions on people finding spouses through social media? Is it advisable in your experience? What if they live in a different country, etc.? I see it more and more common, but I personally am very skeptical of it. What are your thoughts? Mm. Um, uh, first, firstly, bro, like, you know, uh, when you're when you're getting to know someone on social media, or it, not on social media in in, in, any, in any sense in any way, right? Um, it, it's it, bro, it's so important what you're actually supposed to be looking for, and obviously it's not something that we're taught. Maybe it's not something we should be taught, right? It's a bit weird to teach someone what to look for mm. uh, in in a in a, a spouse, but bro, like we talked about this before, the values, having the same values, um, seeing Islam the same way. Um, having a uh, similar culture in, in the sense where uh, certain uh, things are normal for you like mm. certain big things in your life they're normal for you and they're normal for your wife and vice versa and you don't have to do too much adapting to the other person and i think that's kind of what you were mentioning with your wife mm. is that you two are when it, at least when it comes to understanding of the religion you're very very much on the same level and by and, and if you can get on the same level with those main major parts of your life then i feel like you you've got a huge advantage compared to many people unfortunately because many people um literally bro it's it's it shocks me personally it shocks me that people are going into marriage without discussing uh, where they would both like to live or be comfortable living or mm. um if the the woman wants to be a career woman or, or a housewife or you know do we want to have kids or when we want to have kids um what's your understanding of the, the religion in general like these are very key issues and I'm surprised when I hear so many people just not uh, mentioning them, not bringing mm. them up whatsoever. And I hear it mostly from the women's side where they are too shy to bring certain things up. They're too shy to ask direct questions. And they want the man to ask a lot of the questions. And, you know, maybe you could say that, okay, yeah, women are like that. And, and therefore, the men need to step it up and ask, you know, dive into these things. Uh, but whether you know whether you say men should do it more or you no, know, the women should just get over their shyness and for this very critical thing they need to be asking. But yeah, man, I'm just I'm just uh, shocked how many people are setting themselves up for failure in a way when it's like you're getting married and you the the man uh, absolutely wants his wife to work and the woman has the expectation that she will never work because you know her mother never worked and that's just not normal for her mm. you know so it, it, if you haven't uh, addressed that topic like when you're talking whether you're meeting through family through you know the masjid through social media these are man things you just cannot ignore and if you ignore them unfortunately you'll you might unless yani allah helps you some way um you you might regret it in the future because you know a year later you'll be like wow this big deal in my life me and my husband have completely different ideas on it and it's a big deal in my life and i don't think it, was, it will ever go away as a big deal in our lives mm. and so what do we do with that you know i think that's why it's so important to have good representatives as well especially for the woman like I, I consider myself very blessed for the family that I've married into, and um, mm. especially you know, I, you know, without holding back, I consider myself very blessed to be married to the person I'm married to. Um, mm. I think I was quite, um, my wife was quite fortunate to have her father really engaged with the whole process. Um, yeah, because certain people don't have that; they don't have that sort mm. of engagement. And I, I mm. believe my father-in-law was very fair and just. It wasn't one of those ones where I was sort of shutting the door and I had to, you know, I mean, the door was shut in my face and I had to sort of push harder. Yeah, I think of course. Mm. it was it was quite fair, quite just considering the situation I was in. Um, I was still at university, I believe, in my final year, and you know, I wasn't, I didn't have much dunya wise, mm. but mm. Um, he assessed me for who I was and what what I had, and, and didn't make it too easy. Like set goals for me to achieve, and then I just mm. had to go out there and achieve them. Which is mm. fine. You so know? Your dad's very, your father-in-law is very active then. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Was he your therapist as well, giving you goals and stuff, yeah? <laughs> well, you know, it, was, it, it, it wasn't, I think he made himself approachable in the sense that mm. um, there was engagement there. It wasn't like I was just, um, what's the word, like terrified to push forward. Um, mm. 
but at the same time, you have, you know, you're, you yourself, you have to be realistic. I mean, people aren't very realistic. I mean, and um, mm. you know, I think if you're if you can't sit back and and, and assess yourself, you know, as a as a as an individual, and you can't critically mm. analyze yourself and how much of this is you, you know, you you and your hunger, and how much is this you actually being practical, methodical, logical. Do you know what I mean? Mm. If you can't, if you can seriously look yourself in the mirror and say, "Oh, this is actually a very practical, logical decision," and it's not just infatuation or, or mm. just you know raw emotion, then yeah. you know Bismillah. But I think, um, for example, um, I'm, I won't name names because I, they're not even going to listen to this podcast anyway. But there's a brother recently uh, just came out of prison, and mm. um, speaking to him, inshallah, and he's quite young. He's quite young, but. He's um, he was sitting with me and the sheikh, and we're mm. talking about ways we can sort of get him out of the the lifestyle that he used to live, etc. Mm. And he just said, "Oh, sheikh, I need to get married, sheikh. Definitely need to get married." We were mm. just like, "Slow down, bro! <laughs> like you came out of prison yeah. a week ago. Like slow down. You yeah. haven't got a job. You don't know where you're living. You're still hanging out with sort of the wrong crowd, and that's mm. that's all on his mind, you know." And and mm. I just found that really quite fascinating because. Now that I don't know, me and you are married, been married for a while. Obviously, not married to each other. <laughs> that came out wrong. <laughs> but um, no, we've been married for a while, and I think uh, it's. I, I admit, I, I think it's very easy for me to forget how things were before I was married. You know what I was thinking of. Mm. Like, I closed that chapter a while ago, and I haven't thought about it. And I remember, with all due respect, it, it used to <laughs> take up a lot of my mind just the thought of marriage yeah. and stuff. So mm. I'm not ignorant to say that. I know it doesn't take up a lot of people's time and mind, but mm. at the same time, I think there's so much that you need to do to prepare yourself that um, mm. you need to just really practically, objectively think about it. Because we say mm. it time and time again, like, you know, it's it's great at the beginning. It's great, you know, when you're not thinking about your responsibilities, but suddenly your responsibilities and what you're going to be held accountable for will spin around and fly kick you in the face if you're not careful mm. like it'll, it'll be a big surprise and a big shock to you and this is why it's really important to prepare for example if your wife's not at a certain level and then you're going to have kids and then suddenly you know you're going to be questioned about your kids more than anything like that mm. they are your they are basically you know they, they're a sponge to you and they're a sponge to your yeah. wife and your you know as a man for example speak from a man's perspective your wife or your partner is going to be with that child most of the time you're the nurturing is going to be most of the time and you don't want to be in a position where you're having to nurture your child as well as your wife excessively like of course Mm. you know we both learn from each other and stuff but if you're not at the same spiritual level it's going to be very very difficult for you to 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 sleep at night knowing that oh subhanallah i've done that best as i could Mm. you know but um, you hear this often like don't marry potential and uh, I would agree with that. Like, marry someone where, if they never, if they didn't really improve much, then you'd still be happy with them, and you know, you'd feel comfortable with that. You know, mm. I think although you you might expect that you're going to grow a lot, and then you're going to bring them along with you, you're both going to grow. But it's got for me, you're going to have that thing where they are good as they are already. Mm. You know, so I think that's important when it comes to uh, marrying someone from social media. Um, Personally, like I don't think it's the first way, first place to look. Although it depends on the person and the situation, right? Mm-hmm. I think marry, looking on social media, it's a bit deceptive in that it makes it seem, it makes everything seem more doable and possible and more options. And it's like instead of having to speak to your parents or speak to someone's parents or speak to uh, you know your uncle about getting married. You can avoid those uncomfortable uh, conversations and just, you know, DM someone. And so that's what I mean by it's a bit bit of an illusion that, oh, yeah, Mm. it's easier this way. And, you you know, obviously you're seeking ease. You're seeking to avoid uh, uncomfortable conversations, awkward conversations maybe. Um, But um, ultimately, I feel a lot of the time it's just playing games, right? It's Mm. just playing games. Like, uh, although it seems easier to, quote, unquote, uh, get some kind of ball rolling, uh, to actually get married and actually successfully stay married and pick someone that you'll stay married to, I feel like doing the hard thing first is, is better. You know, don't seek ease in in that thing. 
uh, you know, that in that way, you know. Yeah. Um, have it, having said that, go on, bro. No, I was just going to, uh, going on from what you said uh, regarding, mm. like, the, the illusion and all of that stuff, like, it should never be considered as a, uh, a, a means that is continuous from start to finish. It should be maybe your initial, if you're going to use it, it should be your initial mm. step forward, but anything after that should just be mm. in person with the family, old school style, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, yeah, like bring them from social media to, to the real, world. real life with the family. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, use it as a notification that there's somebody, but don't use it as a yeah. means to get married. Mm. Like, mm. no way, Jose. <laughs> um, mm. But well, I was going to say something else. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah, that's what it was. It's. I think social media might be a reason why a lot of brothers take so long getting married as well. Like, I don't know. I see a lot of brothers that are, you know, mashallah, really good brothers and stuff. But I'm just like, subhanAllah, how come they're not married yet? Like, because I see it. I see it all. I see the, the, you know, that they seem to have enough wealth. I mean, they're certainly flaunting it. They seem to have enough <laughs> everything, you know. Um, huh. And I just wonder, what is it? Like, and the cynic, the cynic in me, the pessimist in mm. me even considers that maybe the the illusion of having too much choice is what slows them down and that in turn mm. makes uh, people uh, wait a lot longer because they think that mm. the perfect person will come along one day that ticks all the boxes mm. and uh, mm. just to extend on that like I remember once again I ain't naming names I remember listening to not listen I didn't listen to it but I've heard about this podcast episode that some brothers did regarding you know what they want in a wife and stuff and and they're quite young and i think i've met a couple mm. of them before regardless some of the stuff bro that they were just talking about was just subhanallah like you need to wait to jannah to get that stuff bro like you're not <laughs> gonna find this in a living human being mm. in this day and age like and this mm. is why i think brothers have made it very difficult for women in the tents because if a woman isn't up here you know sky high then it's never gonna happen but mm. at the same time, if a woman is looking at these certain brothers and admiring them to marry them, that's ridiculous. Mm. Like you're you're not going to ever live that down. You're not going to be able to to provide and be comfortable. Like you just have to be realistic. It's such a so such bro. Important thing. Go on. Can I ask you this question? Yep. Before you were married, what were you looking for? What was your expectations? You know, My, if that was if what the, if what they were saying was you know just yeah. uh, too much. So, in all honesty, I've it, it, mm. you've got to look like like earlier. I think the most important thing is looking at what your motivations are. So you mentioned that a lot of people are looking at what they can get out of it, right? Mm. And in all honesty, I think I've, I've I've mentioned a lot about my family makeup. I've mentioned a lot about um, like my relationship with my father and stuff like this. Um, growing mm. up I think for me I've always just admired having a family I've always admired um, being responsible over you know my little sort of shell mm -hmm. my wife my child and stuff that's what I've wanted the most is to be a family man um, mm -hmm. I haven't had it in me that oh, I just want to be married and be romantic and do you understand that yeah. like individual you know that, that's yeah, part of the yeah. family thing but I'm not Yeah, I haven't just had this specific what I'd consider possibly selfish sort of mm. outlook into this is yeah and therefore you were looking for a woman who also had that thinking like she didn't have it in her mind like he's gonna work I'm gonna work we're gonna amass some wealth and we're gonna travel in this and that you were looking for someone who also wanted to establish a family like and have exactly. a culture yeah. of your family and have you know probably have kids like quite early into the marriage and these yep. kind of thing exactly so, yeah. and that's what that's what attracted me the most about the idea of marriage is just mm. me having my family sort of speak me having my mm. own family um, yeah. and that and you've got to, like and part of that means that you've got to be already in a position where you've sort of deleted a lot of your ego you know, and alhamdulillah, mm. I'd like to consider, wallahu alam, I'd like to consider that maybe because of the pressures that were put on me um, with my own, like with my mom and my sisters and stuff, a lot of my yeah. uh, personal ego in terms of, you know, doing things for myself and being selfish or whatever were deleted, which allowed, mm. which put me, primed me into a position where possibly, wallahu alam, that I was better off when I was mm. married, you know. But if, if your ego is still there, if you're still considering mm. yourself and putting yourself first before anyone and everything, because you, you've got mm. to remember, like, my, this is my consideration anyway, and everybody's different. But if you're going to be a, a husband or a family man, you've got mm. to just put yourself rock bottom, Mechie. 
Like mm. you have to be the last thing you think about because there's so many mm. responsibilities you're going to be questioned about way before you're questioned about, you know, yourself. That's my personal mm. opinion because you can always say, I can go without. I can always say, I can go without this. I can go without that. You know what I mean? But I yeah. will be questioned about what my son wears or I will be questioned about, mm. you know, what my wife's eating today or do you understand? I mm. will be questioned about providing for them. I don't think I'll be questioned steak about... steak diet. Huh? Strictly steak diet. Something like that. <laughs> Pure protein. <laughs> but yeah. What do you think? Okay. Yeah. How do you and, feel? Because I've, if, never, really, I've never asked you, I mean, I've never really asked you in terms of the same question. What I was looking for. Not just yeah. that, but like how your your vision of the whole thing has been and, and mm. do you share the same sort of martyrdom thesis as me? Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I definitely uh, had the same mentality as you, uh, as in uh, I wanted a family, right? And I was not, uh, I was not thinking of marriage as two people coming together. I was thinking of it as two people get married and they create a culture between them that will then be instilled between them in the habits they do together and then in their children. And then that's kind of my way of improving the world in a sense. You know, mm. if I could get this part right, to, you know, obviously right is relative but if i could really try and, and get it better than average then i would have accomplished a big thing you know so i went into it thinking that way um when it comes to the martyrdom thing i mean uh, what i think is a good mentality is the the man has this um mentality that he is there to serve his wife in the way and his kids in a, in the way that allah created him you know through mm -hmm. providing through um, being stable, through um, emotional resilience, if you like, through optimism as well, really. Mm. Um, and then the, the wife should also, or the woman should also have the mentality that she is here to serve her husband as well. And if both have the mentality of serving each other, um, I think that, that, you know, it's a good mentality to have. Um, and even if the other person doesn't have that mentality, you should have that mentality. That's what will make you um, the best husband or wife possible. And then it might actually spread to that other person. They see you're doing so much good for them um, selflessly. Then they often they will pick that up themselves. And, you know, they'll, they'll start having that mentality as well. So, so yeah, um, that, that's, that's what I think about that. Let's just uh, jump into... Um there's three questions here that are pretty much the same. I just want to knock them out because mm. I think we can deal with them <laughs> quite quickly. Now, I'm not, it's just because I'm not too keen on marriage questions. That A lot of these questions sort of remind me of just immature Twitter days, you know. That's okay, yeah. I'm, I'm not too keen. But yeah. um, there's quite Remember a few. where you came from. I though. know, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, basically, there's three questions here. No, wait, think... wait, bro. Before we get into that, Go on. I wanted to knock out this bit about... Because I think people might... You know, people who are young and Go they're on. thinking of these things and they're asking about these things, they would, might want to know, okay, you're married, you're a little bit older. What... Um, and, you, you know, your, your marriage seems to be okay. What, uh, what were your... You know, what were you looking for? If that, if that is uh, unrealistic, what some of these other people are saying, what, would, what were you looking for? And for me, I was looking for... Someone on the same wavelength, meaning they're ambitious in their religion, just how I'm ambitious, right? Maybe there'll be a little bit more, like 20% more, maybe, you know, a little bit less, uh, but generally on the same wavelength in terms of their ambition and where they are already. Mm. And then uh, when it comes to culture and just norms and what you consider normal, what you consider a normal family structure, um, what you consider the the roles of the a man and woman to be and these kind of things again uh, I wanted someone who's already on the wavelength I did not want someone who's different to me on that because it's a very big deal and mm -hmm. I don't see how uh, someone would change that very easily and maybe someone shouldn't change that because you know it's very hard it'll be very difficult uh, then I wanted to be on the same wavelength in terms of uh, where we would live generally mm. um, and I wanted uh, I wanted I guess to have them to have a good understanding of uh, to have the same understanding um, as me when it comes to uh, what what the man does, what the woman does. I, I kind of already mentioned that, but that was very important for me because I feel like that's a big area where the family unit breaks down, right? Mm. Where 
if, if a man sees that he should be um, the leader of the family and the woman doesn't see that, then there will be a clash. The man uh, who, who thinks he should be the leader, if he's not treated that way, he'll automatically feel disrespected. And then, uh, and if, uh, and then he'll, uh, and then the wife will feel like maybe she's being bussed around if she doesn't have that mentality. So I, I, I identified that as a big area where families break down is having the same uh, expectations when it comes to the roles, when it comes to uh, culture, traditions. For example, um, I expected my wife to want to see her family quite often, and f- to, for it to be important for her to see her family often and stuff like that. And I think I learned these things from talking to people who are already married, people a little bit older. Uh, I gained a little bit of insight there. And um, and because uh, I expected her to expect that, and because she's from a similar cultural background with similar values to me, she did want that. And so when she wanted me to take her to see her family, for example, I didn't see that as a burden. I didn't see that as over the top. I saw that as absolutely normal and a good thing, you know. So... Um, these are some of the things I was looking for, and they they are quite general, but uh, I guess that <laughs> that uh, makes it uh, easier, maybe. Um, but alhamdulillah, yani, I don't know. Uh, I do think, although my criteria is general, uh, you know, my wife is actually. I don't know if I'd ever find someone like that anywhere else. So, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, bro, and that's what it's about, bro. It's about finding someone that is. Is is quote unquote actually not even quote unquote just, just um, what's the word just um, someone right that's actually you specifically <laughs> someone who's actually beautiful in many ways so mm. because a lot of people may look at beauty exclusively as a physical thing mm. and negate anything else or and that's mm. a lot of it I mean uh, come on we're all human here a lot of it is going to be the initial the initial attraction isn't it and that's your 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 key through the door yeah that's what opens that's part up the of interest. it as well you know and, and, <laughs> yeah and, i like that metaphor do you know what i mean because uh, yeah. i don't know that's just natural way of a human being so if, mm. you know with with all due respect and being as modest as i can be i, I mm. considered my wife was very very beautiful and then mm. that that didn't but that didn't i didn't allow that to blind me of the reality of what i was letting myself into and then you start mm. actually you know taking off your your head a little bit and thinking okay let me think or taking off your heart a bit and, and start thinking with your head mm. and think okay mm, right definitely. now let's 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 now that we're here let's consider the practicalities of it but that's why it's important never to get too too caught up in 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 beauty because it will blind you from the realities of the situation mm, mm. you know and you end up just something. chasing that come on i just thought of something bro like if you lived in a homogenous society where everyone had the same values, same culture generally, okay, maybe they're different uh, social statuses, but everyone shared the same culture. Globalization was not really a big thing yet. If mm. you lived in a, that kind of situation, then you might purely pick a wife based on beauty because everything else is like, yeah, everyone's the same otherwise. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yes, okay, there's some unique personality things. But beauty and the person, those things would be big in that case. But in this globalized world, I think the values and having the same norms and, you know, customs and these kind of things become important, you know, become more of a thing to look look out for. Of course, no doubt. Yeah. And speaking about that, I mean, just to get back into this question, basically they're very, yeah. very long, but essentially a lot of them all three of them I think they might be from the same person or four of them and they're essentially just talking about this idea of lack of beauty or at least what's considered as lack of beauty and they're struggling to get married because of it for example one of them mm. says that they're extremely sad because they've got a dark skin complexion and how they're going to get married another one says um, they don't get complimented and their friends at school are interested in prettier girls or something like that and a lot of them are mm. engaged already and, and, and they're basically sad about it actually this one asks if mm. this one this question asked if my wife could answer it but um which we could i mean my wife could always come back on and do another episode she's very keen about that but in terms of uh in terms of stuff like that like it's like what we spoke about earlier like if you're thinking that um you it basically it's just it's a reflection of you more than it is of anything else it's a reflection of why are you so upset that that so-and-so isn't interested in you is it because so-and-so is exclusively interested in in beauty and nothing else do you provide nothing else does that mean that your interest itself is what's in question you're interested in people that are maybe more 
superficial, and which isn't really good for you in the long run. You've got plenty to bring to the table. And you yourself, mm. that means you yourself have to sort of measure your expectations, measure your wants and needs. Like I, I, mm. I, I speak a lot to my wife and my family about this sort of mindset of not relying or not expecting much from anybody but yourself. Don't expect people to treat you in a nice way or don't expect anything good from anybody but expect yourself to react in the right way to each and every situation mm. like it's the only thing you can mm. control the only thing in this dunya that you have any sort of minimal control over is your own reaction and your own actions to certain things you know um mm. i remember you know i use my wife for example because obviously i speak a lot with her and she was saying oh i wish you know such and such and so and so would say nicer things to me or would would uh, acknowledge my what I do do you understand acknowledge, acknowledge your good I do and I said it's not about yeah. that is it because your reward your reward for any good in this world is from Allah that's first and foremost mm. never ever expect good from people because people are just human and make mistakes too they're, they're flawed individuals and it's the same with this like your expectations shouldn't come from people you shouldn't expect good from people all the time because you'll just be let down but expect the yeah. goodness to come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who never lets anybody down mm. whoever mm. sincerely asks from him mm. you know the, the, mm. the most perfect the most sublime how can you how can you lose hope in in in, in a being like that it's it's Supreme. I think that's what we we put a lot of our trust and we put a lot of our hopes in individuals mm. and mm. that's what eventually makes us mm. really sad yeah for me this wasn't a marriage question this was uh, an aqidah question yeah, uh, it's it's about, and bro, uh, personally, I, I'm not going so hard on this person because I kind of I'm trying to empathize, and I I feel like it's a very difficult place to be in because of course. No, um, of course, yeah. because ultimately, yeah, yeah, everybody wants to have a family, and when you feel you're you know that's in danger, you know that that wish you have, mm. then you know you're gonna feel bad, and if I think everybody gain some kind of validation from being uh, wanted or being uh, proposed to or these kind of things. So I wouldn't take that away, but I would say either live with it or if you don't want to live with it because, you know, you obviously don't want to, then one way that might help you is seek help from Allah mm. and connect to Allah and, and develop your um, aqidah. I don't mean develop your aqidah by studying aqidah books per se. I mean develop your aqidah by you know, the softer parts of, of Aqidah, such as tawakkul, such as having a good opinion of Allah, good expectations of Allah, um, such as uh, having being reassured, reassuring yourself that um, Allah gives you what's best and these kind of things. Uh, and you can you can learn these things from sometimes in, in Aqidah courses and classes, mm -hmm. they might have this kind of thing. You might get it from reading certain hadith, very touching hadith about how Allah... Uh, thinks of his creation or how Allah treats his creation mm -hmm. um, you might get it from tafsir Quran uh, but I just think if you have a regular practice of developing this kind of excellent great opinion of Allah then then you, you will the fruits of that is what you were talking about uh, bro is is the fruits of that is not relying on people as much mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you can if you can ever get rid of that seeking validation from people I think that's a very high level but um, ultimately you can develop more and more and more reliance on Allah and mm. just looking to Allah for the best thing. And then you ultimately, then you can get to the logical bit, which is that you only need one proposal from one good person and then you say yes and you're done. Like right? yeah. You only need one person. You don't need many people being interested in you. And ultimately, you don't truly know what's good for you in, in, the, in your partner. You might marry someone who seemed the best person, a week later they die and you're mm. left, you know, heartbroken. So, uh, you don't know ultimately, right? And that comes back again to trusting in Allah and just being like, look, I'm going to do my thing. Like my purpose in life is to worship Allah. And so I'm going to get on with that, right? I'm going to uh, do other things, uh, yani dunya-wise, to do what I need to do. And I'm going to seek certain means if they're out there, if they're obvious, um, to get married. But ultimately, like I'm living my life, uh, living my life purpose already without getting married, you know? And no doubt, you know, again, I say these things, but then I'm, I'm imagining the objections people ha will have. Like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, get on with your life. You're married. Yeah. I mean, I uh, truly, uh, truly, yeah, I wanted to get married for 10 years before I got married. 
Okay, mm -hmm. so for ten years I really wanted to get married, um, but in the meantime, in those ten years, I I was just thinking, okay, let me get on with with my life. Yeah, I mean, my life is mm -hmm. not going to revolve around that. I I felt that was a big piece of the puzzle, but ultimately I was like, yeah, look, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and uh, just bring it back to the purpose of life and stuff like that. There's um the hardest pill to swallow is is what mm. sort of stuff you've mentioned. I think without trying to dismiss this individual and I, I'd use mm. it as an example myself like for example I've had um, I'll be you know I'll be honest this is the honesty podcast like I've had a exa I've had an issue with um, wealth right uh, mm -hmm. recently because of the situation I'm in because of how I want to provide etc and and I might have visions in my mind of where I'd like to be financially right and I think recently I had to actually, without without subsiding in terms of trying to work for it, there was a pill that I had to swallow that was the most humbling pill, which is if you look at history, look at people that passed, look at people that are you know, no, no longer with us, they lived a very finite existence where they didn't achieve everything that they wanted to, right? But they may have died with little, little law on their lips and they may have went to Jannah, you know? So yes. what, what I've noted down is that something you have to accept which is the hardest pill to swallow, is that it may never happen. I'm not saying now, oh, telling this, whoever this person is, oh, you're never going to get married. But you have to remember that every single person has a test, right? And I think every single person has a, Allahu A'lam, has an overarching test that they carry with them for the rest of their lives. It's like something that they constantly battle with. It's the most prevalent thing that they have, okay? Now, in this world, we consider that as a, a, a burden. We're constantly focused on fighting it and overturning it and, and, and fixing it when actually it could be that very thing that we see on Al-Qiyamah that presents itself to us as a, the biggest gift that we could have ever asked for because it's that it's that giant golden key that's going to let us into pleasures in paradise that we could never imagine. Do you understand? So... Mm. It's about your approach and your mindset to what this test really is. Yes, I will continue to strive to better my situation. But if I was to live my life and die with this test continuously through, I would not die a disappointed death that I never achieved it. Mm. Because because at the, end of, at the end of the day, it's a gift. It's, it's, mm. it's, it's something that I have to carry with me. Mm. And that goes for anything. I think this <clears throat> takes a lot of people's, uh, takes a lot of mine. Um, what's the time? What's the what's the phrase I'm thinking of takes up a lot of time on people's mind this sort of topic mm. but there's people that have used what I've just said in, in other difficulties and in other tests they've had for example if they've lost a limb and they're you know imagine for example someone's lost a limb and they, all they want to do is save money to get a prosthetic right mm. and that's all they, that's all they want to do but they may die and they never achieve that all they wanted mm. was their limb back you know mm. but that that will end up being a gift for them Yom um, yeah yeah and this is thing, the forgotten it's, this yeah. is the forgotten part of aqidah, which is there's one half which is uluhiya, rububiya, these things, the technical side. The other side is this: is I'm a slave, I'm not entitled to anything, and mm. yet Allah has chosen to give me. Allah has chosen out of His mercy to give me health and legs and and the hope that I could get married. Some yeah. people don't even have the hope that they get married. Exactly. The next bit is so. So I was giving nasihah to someone recently regarding this sort of topic and um, the one thing I had to try and reinforce is that people do feel stuck, okay? So this individual said that they felt stuck, that they couldn't do anything, they couldn't progress themselves any further, there was nothing that they could do to increase their chances of getting married or, or whatever, you know? Mm. And what I had to try and remind them is it's just this very thing, it's just a moment in your life, it is literally mm. just a short period of your life you know nine times out of ten it's a very short period where you can't do anything anymore and you have to just uh surrender yourself to the decree of allah because things change every day like things allah you know allah <coughs> brings the night and the day and the night and the day and each day is different from the one that came before it you know and mm. there's different things different chain reactions different things that are way beyond your understanding are occurring and mm. that open up doors and doors close and doors open and paths open and paths close and once you've exhausted your means, you have to surrender yourself to the creed of Allah and and, mm. and just understand that, really tell yourself, I know we say it all the time, but we tell ourselves that Allah knows best, Allah knows best, Allah knows best. You don't know yourself. You don't know how bad certain things are, could be for you. For example, going mm. back to the wealth thing, I remember saying to um, my wife about the wealth thing, just expressing my own thoughts and my own ponderings, was that it could be that 
any wealth that I do get, let's say hypothetically I find a bag of £100,000, right? And mm. I get to provide for everyone. That £100,000 could become such a big fitna for me that I end up forgetting myself, forgetting Allah, forgetting my responsibilities mm. and so distracted by this wealth because I know that mm. I haven't trained myself m- mentally and physically, mm. right? So you know what I did? Well, I mean, I say it to you now. I decided instead of focusing more on trying to attain the wealth, I decided to focus more on, on self-control and self-discipline because I rationalized why I'm not gaining X, Y, Z. I said, okay, right. what is the wisdom behind Allah holding back X, Y, Z from me? It may be mm. that I'm not ready for it. Okay, how can I be mm. ready for it? It may be I need mental training. I need discipline. I need to learn mm. how to to control myself when I am exposed to blessings, when I do have good. Do I, mm. do I, am I grateful to Allah when I'm blessed with certain things? Do I mm. remember Allah when I'm having, a, you know, having fun or having a good time or having a good day? Do you understand? And it's about actually Very good point. becoming the person that you need to become mm. to have, to yes. be responsible, to be blessed with that blessing. Do you understand? Yes, yes. And to apply that to marriage, it would be that, okay, you want a spouse who's like X, Y, Z, become the spouse that someone like that would want to marry. Exactly, exactly. And uh, also, I used to think of this, that, okay, I, I want to have a wife who, um, who looks to me as a leader. Um, and uh, and be, partly the reason that she looks to me as a leader is because I'm looking after her, I'm taking care of her. Mm. So if I want that, then what am I doing with my mom? What am I doing with my sister? What am I doing with this or that? Am I, do, am I responsible now without being married? Mm. These are the kind of things I used to tell myself, I remember. And that's the thing, you're never, we're never, you know, we're not saying here, sitting here saying that we've perfected that ourselves and that's why we're married. I'm not saying that at all. But yeah, what, it's what just is, what you focus on. Exactly. It's about the mindset that you have. It's about building mm. that mindset and actually trying to mm. act upon it. Because it's one thing, it's, you know, you're either completely separate from it, like you don't think about mm. the mindset at all, you're just carrying an immature mindset, or you're actively conscious about the mindset, but you haven't done anything, or... Mm. You're conscious about the mindset and you're trying to implement it every day. But that mm. third one is what we should be. But there isn't mm. anybody that, there isn't a fourth option where they've thought about the mindset and actively fulfilling every single part of that. That doesn't exist. People don't do that. People mm. can't do that. But it's about trying. It's about putting in the effort. Because when mm. you, and this is one thing I, I said, I think my wife asked me yesterday about this, about mm. this religious ambition I keep mentioning. It's about seeing in somebody religious ambition. It's not just seeing them, okay, they've reached a certain level because a lot of a lot of people that are practicing reach a certain level of religious religiosity, and that's it. They draw the line there. And they never increase. Okay, they oh, never yeah. listen to any yeah. lectures. They never read anything else. I've put my hijab on. Or I've grown my beard now. That's it. You know, mm. and you never really see them actively engaging in anything to improve or to learn. Yeah. You know, but mm. if you're seeing a a a mindset of someone who's always seeking to improve, whether it's slow or whether it's fast, you know, whether it's small bits mm. every day or whether it's a huge mm. chunk, you know, they're sitting seminars and lectures all the time. That just shows a a, a notion of growth, and mm. also you need somebody who will be willing to accept advice sincerely. You know, mm. it's easier, mm. I think, if you share the same mindset and understanding of the religion, because then you can advise each other with the same sort of sources and the same sort of you know, understandings, and you can back up and say, you know what, you're right. You just have to be humble and you have to be motivated to continue learning. Mm-hmm. And by the way, just a side note, when it comes to the religion, I think I used to kind of judge people on seeking knowledge and like how much they sought knowledge and what mm. they studied. But now that I think about it, really, not everyone has to do that to be a good Muslim. And no, of course. You know, like I'm think like my wife wasn't in that habit uh, before we got married, and but it was just the fact that she was just raised well and she just had that culture of just just being on point, you know. Yeah. Um, and so that's a little bit of a nuanced point where it's like, okay, being solid in your religion doesn't mean uh, dressing the part always like like your version of the part. Yeah. It doesn't always mean uh, seeking knowledge and these extra things like. People do different extra things, don't they? Yeah, I think a lot mm. of it is uh, one of it. One of the self uh, self studying things I like to think about uh, in mm. terms of are you ready? Is this something that you need to do? Is what is your immediate feeling or notion or reaction when somebody advises you? Like in your heart, what do you feel? And and I remember like when someone would advise me, immediately I'd feel this burning in my heart, like I had to react, you know. Mm. And I realized that that isn't. 
that isn't can, that isn't going to help me in a marriage at all, is it? Like, mm. whether it's religiously, whether it's when someone advises you, and yes, I, I fall victim to it now. Still, you get that. I don't know if you get it. I'm sure a lot of people do. Bro, you're it's, North African. <laughs> you get that. <laughs> you get that sort of burning. Sort of how dare they? How dare they think that you know they know? And you've got that is something that you have to extinguish. You have to quell that immediately. Mm. You know, and we've all got weaknesses mm. that we need to work off, work on. Mm. Like, you know, I, I know that I get. Um, really angry and frustrated when I when control is taken away from me that is one of my biggest issues if somebody takes mm. away the the aspect of control I just go crazy but I need to learn to let go of mm. things and accept that mm. that somebody taking control away from me wasn't them doing it it was Allah taking it away from me through them mm. right and I have mm. to accept that I have to learn to accept that anything that anybody does you know whether it's you know my wife whether it's my boss whether it's my family anything that they do that's mm. Allah doing it through them and I have to I have to react accordingly mm. you know because it's not them who I should be angry with I shouldn't be angry at anyone if anyone I should be angry at me for reacting poorly you know mm. and it's about slowing yeah. down everything has to be slow because you can't there's no time to think of how best to, mm. what the best course of action is if you're in a rush You've got to slow down yeah. and really critically analyze every reaction. Haste is from shaitan. Exactly. Haste is from shaitan. So, uh, bro, we, we kind of talked about the building solid families for, for the ummah. Building solid families for the ummah. And we, we kind of, I guess we brought it down. We reduced it to compatibility and that kind of thing. But for me, bro, that is like 70% of it, inshallah. Um, when it comes to kids and that kind of thing, Maybe in 10 years we'll have enough experience to talk about that. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Um, but what about, bro, just quickly, what about the now you, you've, you've got your family, you feel you're, you're going okay, you're always improving, but you're going okay. Now you're looking to the, the broader community or the ummah to contribute. You know, where, where do we start? You know, what, what should our mindset be when doing that? What have you been thinking? Um, I think a lot of it is... So for someone like myself who recently like realized I don't have much time to do as much as I'd like to do, I think mm-hmm. a lot of it comes, what I've tried to rationalize it in my mind is the things I'm already doing, how best can I tweak my intention to maximize benefit for the whole ummah and myself, you know? Okay. So in my role, do I have a position where I can benefit the ummah by the way I present myself, the way I, uh, you know, practice my, my, my role, my job, etc. like... Does, do, do my actions have a knock-on effect on the other individuals around me? For example, like Dawa, for example. Do you understand? Like, yeah, do yeah. my actions, uh, the way I portray myself at work or the way I portray myself outside of my house, is that conducive mm. to the the to the, um, the Ummah or is it negative? You know? Mm. Um, so in that sense, I, I try and remind myself to actually, you know, work when I'm at work. You know, it's mm. not just slacking because it's slacking. Mm. Like I've always, I've noticed this to myself quite often is like, yeah, I'm in a job that maybe I'm not too keen on. Like this is especially in the past. Like I was in a job that I wasn't too keen on. Um, mm. Oh, I've got a notification on this laptop that's never come up before. I'm very scared. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll carry on. Um, yeah. So, it, and then I realized like, I, am I working as hard as I should be? Like, does my contract say that I have to do X, Y, Z? Am I doing X, Y, Z? Do you understand? Mm. And then that that's better for me, better for my mindset, and better for the, the people that are observing me as a Muslim. And mm. on top of that... So it's like integrating stuff you're already doing into, you know, benefit, broader into, ben- benefit. Exactly, because everything is a... Uh, everything with the right intention can be seen as a better, really, and truthfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got to think long, of the longevity. Like, is this mindset... It's about the mindset that I'm cultivating... Is this mindset something that I can then transpose onto my kids and then my kids can then learn those things from me because mm. I've lived by example and then they can then benefit the ummah in their own ways and suddenly you've got a whole progeny of, of you know, descendants that are, mm. that copy Definitely. this mindset, that have this mindset, you know? Because at the end yeah. of the day, think about a family tree. You are, you are the top of somebody's family tree. Like yeah. someone's going to look back at their family tree and you're going to be the top of it because they're not going to be able to remember anyone before that. Like at some point, mm. until your name vanishes, do you understand? Until you're vanished from memory because, you know, we don't remember our great, 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 great granddads. I don't know about you, but I don't, mm. you know. No. <laughs> but <laughs> it's about the legacy that you leave behind more than anything. That's my position. Mm. And sometimes what you do yeah. is unseen. Oh, yes. What I mean by that is sometimes you're 
you're like picking at your contract, making sure you do everything you've said you would do. And you might not get any positive feedback for that your whole life. But mm. there are things happening that you'll only find out in Yom Qiyamah. And I think Definitely, that's yeah. what we need. We are so used to immediate feedback, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's fine to an extent, but we need to also do certain things that you may never know the good of it. You know, you might, uh, like I've been thinking about books, you know, some of the books that we study today, when they were written hundreds of years ago, they were like just uh, little manuscripts, you know, just just uh, yeah. lying around. Yeah. Uh, but now everybody studies them. Yeah. So think think about that. Like, what what is it though that made that that book, for example, get spread and, and etc. Later, yeah. it's probably it's the sincerity of the person doing it. It's the effort. It's it's dua. It's uh, making something of true benefit and of uh, true quality, of uh, and that's what makes it live forever. And a lot of people want to have the achievements that other people have. For example, you see so-and-so building an orphanage and you think, oh, I'd love to build an orphanage. That's what I want to do. But you physically can't. You know, you physically can't. And then you get deflated and you think, oh, that's it. I can't Mm. do anything. No, everybody's got got something that they can do in their own way, in their own style. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Their own flavor of what's possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And when it comes to uh, helping your either community or the world... um, the way I've been thinking about recently is like, go smaller. Whatever you're thinking, usually mm. go smaller, right? Mm. So people are often very numbers driven and very this many views and this much money raised and this many um, orphans fed and stuff like that, which is good to an extent. But I feel like uh, it's gone to an extreme where it's like by default, it's like, okay, how can I make this reach the highest number of people, mm. right? Whereas... Uh, I think uh, I was I was actually talking talking to a friend about this in a very you know detailed conversation about how to actually do it, how to actually have the impact. Because as you have scale, right, you have higher numbers, you lose intimacy. Mm. But when you have more intimacy, you might have more impact, but on less people. So which way do you go? Do you go one direction, or do you really try and keep it in the middle? And for me right now, I I'm thinking to lean more towards. Um, the intimate side of things right and just focus on doing very well with depends what you're doing of course right like i was i was uh, gonna do coaching before that yeah. would be that would be like just six people but that's small that's quality right that's intimate yeah inshallah have a have a solid intimate impact and then what you learn from that maybe it will attract 16 people and then maybe yeah. it will grow but maybe it won't grow but either way it's like just all all I would say is don't have the default that it has to go huge. Exactly. Don't have the default that it's about the numbers. It might end up being big numbers, uh, maybe from the barakah of Allah get put, in, put into it, but it may not be as well. And you know, it does, the point is, I'm I'm just thinking these days not to chase scale always. Mm. No, that's and that's that's exactly like I I came from a background of doing YouTube videos and Dawah videos and stuff like that, trying to sort of mm. inspire the youth. And my my vision. Not, mm. not maybe always through a choice of my own, but my vision has shrunk all the way down to this little boy that I have in front of me, who's my son. Mm. Do you understand? Like my vision yeah. of like thousands of people has gone straight down to him because I could I could take one minute of of I don't know Abdullah's time in in London, for example, or mm. I could I have you know a lifetime of this child in front of me, and mm. what impact am I going to have? What is what is more? What's going to be felt more? Like. It's the, he's the sponge. There's plenty of other people that Abdullah is going to watch and I'm going to be forgotten immediately after my video is mm. finished. Do you understand? Mm. So mm. it's about that. And, and I think this is why, like, for example, mentoring is such a such a, an important thing. This is why I think maybe the Prophet Sallallahu spoke about um, looking after the orphans because I don't think, I don't know, I could be wrong, but I don't know if there were such thing as orphanages back then, but it was about families taking them in and actually they're becoming part of your sort of... Uh, mm family structure in the same way that I'm trying to care for my son that's how you'd care for an orphan you know as opposed to I don't know but what I'm trying to say yeah like you said reinforcing the whole intimacy aspect of it reinforcing that it's actually the smaller things that you know it's it could be the sincere the quiet the the um you know under the table good deed that you do is the one that is the most powerful it's the one that actually Mm -hmm. holds the most weight as opposed to the big grand stuff that actually we hear about Mm -hmm. all the time and, and this is something very eye-opening that uh, I heard in uh, Sheikh Akram Nadwi se- seminar was about this idea of sphere of influence. 
what's your sphere of influence? You know, if if your sphere of influence, for example, you're the mayor of a town, mm. um, you need to implement Islam as much as possible on that scale. Mm. But if your sphere of influence is just your family, you need to focus on that. So it's like wherever you end up being in terms of influence, you need to implement Islam as, as much as possible. And another thing he touched on was about glory and seeking glory. Mm. And this is where intention comes in. It's like, do you not want to teach five kids Quran on a weekend because nobody, it's not going to seem cool? It's not something you could put on Instagram? Yeah. Is that why? And do you want to uh, instead, you know, raise £100,000 for a Quran school and make a video where you're in it because of the glory? So mm-hmm. just watch out for the intentions. Like, why is it that your default is to go big? Like, what is the ex- exact reason behind it? This is where knowing yourself comes in and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Like, glory is very dangerous. You know, glory, when it comes to charity, when it comes to even, you know, people that went to, to war to uh, help oppressed people, were they doing it for the sake of Allah? Were they doing it for those people? Were they doing it for glory? Was mm-hmm. it mixed? You know, these... These things pop up everywhere. Glory, glory, glory. Uh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel uh, for glory. Like, like, are you really, like, if you really analyze yourself, you're a 19-year-old starting a YouTube channel and your videos are very similar in content to uh, 20 other YouTubers. So you're telling me you're doing it to benefit people? Well, then, if that's really true, why don't you point people to those existing YouTubers? Mm. Or is it for, for the glory and for, you know, that kind of thing? So... Uh, it's not always um, bad intentions that people have, but it's about knowing yourself. And bro, I just feel like, I just feel like, uh, the more patient you could be, the more you could just focus and do something of absolute quality. Then, inshallah, Allah will spread that in an organic uh, manner. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, bro. Yeah. Big. Let's wrap things up now. I think we've had mm-hmm. an hour and one minute. Walillah, alhamd. It's been a good one, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You weren't too sure about that. You were like, yeah, there's so much more I wanted to say. It's all right. <laughs> no, no, it was, parts, it was bro. definitely good. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely good. Um, do you want to do some questions or wrap uh, it up now? I don't know if we've done all of them. I've done all of them. Let me see. Uh, oh, they were all flipping marriage oh, questions. Every we, single one. We could do. There's three <laughs> left. Uh, let's just do this one quickly uh, what's the issue with the beard in the UAE I applied for teaching job there everything is good but yeah they said my beard is too big and had to cut it if I wanted to job I had to refuse it just seems strange <laughs> <laughs> wait 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 friend of mine told me his brother-in-law had this same issue so I'm wondering if it's if it's it his. is his brother-in-law <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> uh, subhanallah uh, yeah I, I, that's the first time I heard of it actually last week it was the first time I heard of this um, it's not that surprising. Yeah, it's not surprising. I uh, can't say much more than that, to be honest. Uh, what's the deal? Uh, I'm not the person to ask, really. Think about it. Listen, hey, if they if they already have that mindset, do you really, really want do you really want to be working with them? Like, is that a company you want to work for? Is the money more important than the than the than the religion in that sense? Like, mm. no, if they're already the thing is, like, bro, I actually. I was going to say, yeah, I haven't got my foot through the door yet and they already want to change me. Well, no, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, actually, the, the solution is um, work for a private school because this uh, rule probably only applies to the public schools. So, mm. yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just, it's something that exists all over the Muslim world. It's awful, but it is the reality. And this is why, like, we need our own institutions, you know, and this is why, like... You know, if we can't, you know, aim to maybe one day set up our own schools where we can have as longest beards we can possibly imagine, like who's going <laughs> to stop us? over them. Do you know what I mean? Who's going to stop us? But yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm trying. I'm not, we're not trying to dismiss the brother's question. Um, it's just that is the reality of it. It's a very short and sweet. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. That is the reality. Yeah, we didn't People dismiss that it. Associate beards and, and and any visible symbols of Islam as something to do with terrorism and stuff like that, and they don't want that, and they don't want to hold that image. So it's their loss because you could be the best teacher in the country. You got a beard. Oh, mm. that's it. That's their loss, bro. Mm. Someone else will grab you. Uh, another <laughs> one. Uh, I'm curious to know why Akitui deleted his social media all of a sudden a couple months back. Blah blah blah. Um, I deleted it. That's about it. 
that's all you need to know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. Realize after deleting it and that, you realize actually, you're, it's not that deep. You're not really anybody special. You're just you're just like any other Tom, Dick, mm. and Harry. You know, along the mm. along the street and that. Yeah, you know, it was it was a good run while it lasted, and you know, I've been able to do. It's the same when my TV got smashed. Like, I was able to do so much more because I don't have yeah, that yeah. anymore. You know what I mean? And it's kind of refreshing now that I'm focusing more on Mind Heist and Pure XR. It's quite refreshing to not rely on any sort of popularity or whatever I had before and start fresh and actually focus on critically carrying stuff mm. and critically marketing stuff and critically, do you know what I mean? Trying to do other mm. things. Um, and like you said before, like the whole intentions thing, like there's certain things you do that you have no doubt at all of your intentions. For example, like trying to raise my son like I don't think mm. about like the showing off or stuff like like I don't really think about that stuff with my son I just think about <laughs> oh my god I'm going to be questioned about him one day I need to do my best that's all that's in my mind do you know yeah. what I mean but yeah. with other stuff like like you said earlier like making a YouTube channel stuff like that there's always murky intentions there's always you know your, your heart is just all over the place like you may initially mm. start to do to try and do it for good but you don't know like you just don't know but mm. focus on that which is clear focus on that which is easy to understand and uh, know yourself, you know. Know yourself is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, if I answered that, yes. One is there any more? I think there's one more. Wait, bear with me. Uh, oh, actually, this is very long. Oh, it's for my wife to answer. Okay, we'll do that another time, inshallah. Right, Achi. Oh God, there is a couple on. I just remember there's a couple on the email. I've been looking at thingy. Oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. there's two on the. Oh, we'll have to do that. that next week, inshallah. We'll do that next week because I'm running out of time. Run out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. 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 <laughs> Bro, well, okay. <laughs> One of those two is marriage. Subhanallah. Is it? Have you read it? <laughs> <laughs> I just skimmed it. I remembered it was marriage. Oh, bro! These yeah, guys, maybe we, bro. we probably bro. We've flipping covered every possible topic. I don't know. I'll reread it. Yeah, and if yeah. we've answered it in the thing, then I'll say, "Hey, listen to episode yeah. thirty-two." Well, I mean, it's been a pleasure as yes. always. Um, Very good episode, alhamdulillah Have you got anything new to add? Anything <clears throat> new people should check out before we? Um, yeah, I wanted to plug one thing, which is not mine. Uh, I just read a book. I finished it a week ago. So, uh, lost Islamic history. It's like oh, yeah. a summary of Islamic history. Uh, I, I wanted to, you know, get a better background of generally what happened over the hundreds of years. So I asked my friend who's obsessed with history. He said, this is a pretty good book. And it's only 200 pages. So it's like a, it is a summary of it. But yeah. it, you get the main background of it. And then he said, once you've read something general like that, now you can pick a specific era or a specific place in to deep. read in deeper. But yeah, for me, it was... Yeah. Very good. It didn't seem that biased. Of course, history is always biased, but it didn't seem that biased. It was a good overview. So I'd recommend everyone read it. It's not It's not really long either. So, Subhanallah. That's good, bro. I've always wanted to get that book. Um, mm. That's another thing on my to-do list is to try and read more. Um, mm. Have I got anything to plug? Uh, nothing but Pure XI. Just keep a lookout for Pure XI. I'm going to keep the Mind Heist discount code still running. So mm-hmm. Mind Heist, one word. I think it's it's fifteen percent off or something like that. I can't remember. Don't worry, I'll sort it out. <laughs> but I'm not very good at this marketing business. Just check it out if you want to check it out, man. It's yeah. it's all good for a good course. Um, well, alhamdulillah, walillah alhamd. Bro, praise Allah all the time, bro. <laughs> very good, bro. Okay, yeah. Uh, see you uh, next episode. See you on the flip side. Hamdika, shadwan la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.